in this week's episode. I step out the door and she's just in, standing there with, with her bag of laundry in her hand. And she's like, whoa, okay. I'm like, so I just don't want you to freak out. This is the, I just like to do this sometimes. And she's like, like, is this like for Comic-Con? Are you like, you know, is this like a cosplay that I don't recognize? And I'm like, no, I just like to dress like this sometimes. That's Maria again, talking about how she was accidentally discovered by her sister that she was a cross-dresser. Maria talks about this and more in her second part and conclusion of the Curious Conversations with me, Giselle Mirasol. It's episode 69, and it's also Halloween. So what better way to celebrate than with another jam-packed episode here on the Cross Yas podcast. So you ready to get spooked? Yas! Yas, yas, yas. Yas, 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 yas. Cross Yas podcast, which is Elm here so. Yas! Yas! Yas, 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 yas. Yas, yas, yas. Welcome to the Cross Yas podcast. The podcast that will scare the bejesus out of you with stories and tales that are cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender-related. I'm your spooktacular host, Giselle Mirasol, cross-dresser, sexy nurse wannabe, and just kidding, I'm just happy to be here. If you're looking for more fun and adventure, check out the website www.crossthiasspodcast.com, and if you want to help support the podcast, check out patreon.com slash that's patreon.com backslash C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S. There, you'll find that we have some awesome October surprises for you, including Kirsten's Song of the Month, which is Creep by Radiohead. We have some bonus Kirsten's Corner episodes with this month's topic on sexual positions. We also have some special digital prints and an even bonus episode with me talking about Donald Trump. And even Sierra gets a couple shots in. So don't forget to check that out. And finally, if you have your own scary stories you want to share that are cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender related, and you're tired of holding it all inside and you're afraid you're going to blow up like a pumpkin, and you're just aching for an outlet, and you're wondering to yourself, hmm, should I tell someone? Well, you know me, and you know the podcast. The answer to your question is allowed frickin' Yes! You can talk to me. You can email me, Giselle at crossyastspodcast.com. You can tweet me at crossyas on Twitter, or you can DM me on Instagram at crossyaspodcast. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Happy Halloween, everyone. We made it here. I can't help but to think what it took to get here and where this year could have been, but damn it, we made it. And there's still two months in the year of 2020. And when it's over, is it really over? And just when you think things are over, they're not. We still have two months to go, and we have lots of other things coming up here in the United States, none more important than with the presidential election with Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. I'm going to post my thoughts and feelings on a special episode that's only available on Patreon, and right now it's available on Patreon for free, so please check that out. Patreon.com slash There's other stuff on there as well, and you can help support the podcast by chipping in just a little bit of money, but you know it's going to a great cause. You're helping me spread the word about the wonderful world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. As far as this episode, it's another doozy, as we have the second part of my chat with Maria from New York. Part one involved her talking about her relationship with her significant other, and she also won a Halloween costume contest at work dressed as a Marvel character. But the episode finished off with an understanding of what exactly is gender and why Maria believes everyone is only comfortable with labels and things being binary. 
So here's part two and the conclusion, everyone, of my curious conversations with Maria. So please enjoy. Happy listening, everyone. Well, I think I feel like, and back to binaries, I think the world lives in binaries now. Like you have to be this or that, right? If you're not Republican, you're Democrat. If you're not gay, you're straight. If you're not, you know, you're not blue, you're black. You're, you know, it's like this whole like, you know, you're not a girl, you're a boy. You know, it's this whole like thing that people don't want to learn <laughs> or people don't want to understand yeah. that there is, I don't know, it's stuff. Sorry. And to bring up that binary world we live in, it, it just reminded me of a funny story that I, I had with, a, uh, with a, a British person I met a while back. And we were talking about my ethnicity because it's like most people who see a Filipino, they're like, so you're like Hispanic or Asian? And they're like, not quite sure. Oh, God. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like I told them like, oh, I'm, I'm 100% Filipino. And they're like, how can you be 100% Filipino if you're an American? I'm like, because well, I'm 100% American. <laughs> like I was born in America. They're like, no, you're 50% Filipino and 50% American. I'm like, no, that's not how it works here. Uh-huh. And they were just kind of like, that's, but, but that's how it is. Like you were born in America, which makes you an American. I'm like, and so they don't, they didn't like that idea of having an ethnicity right. and having a nationality. Ah, I see. Although to be fair, I did a 23 and me a couple of years back. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll be a little Spanish. Or maybe it'll be a Japanese or a little Chinese. No, it came back 99.98% Filipino. And I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much us, isn't it? It's like, damn it. But you know how like there's some Filipinos out there that are like a little lighter skinned than some Filipinos or super darker skinned than other Filipinos, and you're like, there's no way you're Filipino. Like, oh I'm Chinese Filipino, right? Or no, I'm like, you know, I'm freaking, you know, Indonesian Filipino or I'm like Canadian Filipino, and you're like, okay, cool. Like, that's cool. And then we and I'll talk about Filipinos later. I want to get back to the crush, I think, because you're the first Filipino that again I've met. <laughs> cross dresses primarily that doesn't want to transition that does well let's talk about it. do you want to transition or have you ever thought about doing so or what your thoughts on the transition process are or if you want to go into that sure like i have like i'm sure like everybody else has had thoughts of transitioning but when it comes down to it i've never really wanted to because like i mentioned before i'm very comfortable with my my, my male body and the idea of shifting that to be more feminine will just make me feel weird because seeing my male body with long hair was weird enough. So seeing my male body with boobs or bigger waist right. or shorter waist and larger hips would just feel weird to me. And I just don't think I would ever do that. Isn't it funny though? Cause like when I think my mom saw like I had dresses in the house or whatever, this was recently, this was probably the last six months. And she's like, so so do you want to be a girl? And I was like, no, mom, <laughs> millions of times. No, it's, it's not true. I don't want to be, but there's still that idea that I think she still thinks that there's somewhere deep inside there that like I do. I don't know. I, I hope your parents or family members don't think that. Well, no. Yeah. They definitely don't think that I definitely have trans friends who think that, but that's because they see themselves in me. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. They talk about how they used to do the same thing. They would be dressing super girly and all that stuff. And they just realized like, oh, I just want to transition and be a girl. That's why I wanted to do all this girly stuff. And like, no, that's just my style. Like, I just like being girly. Yeah. So definitely we get that a lot. We get the whole like, oh, you, you're just, you're just, you just want to transition. You're just the, as, as the, the trans community so eloquent puts us, you're just eggs waiting to, waiting to crack. 
Right. You brought that up and I was like, wait, what? What do you mean? <laughs> and uh, I, do you want to explain that reference? Because even I didn't get it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, they call they call those who are still in the closet of transitioning eggs because we're just chicks in a shell. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. Do you want to talk about, speaking about coming out, do you want to talk about how your family found out or how you came out? Well, I don't know accidentally or sure yeah so i never really like formally came out to any of my family members it all kind of just happened accidentally at every time first time was with my little sister when i was at a college like i said that's when i really started getting back into cross-dressing like taking it really seriously buying my own clothes makeup and all that stuff i was living at home my parents would take weekend trips to um, their campsite and just spend the camp spend the weekend over in like the poconos or whatever and I would have the house to myself. At this time, my older sister had already moved out and was living with her um, with her fiance at the time, now, now husband. Um, my little sister was still in college. And so I would always have the weekend to myself when they would go out. So I always look forward to those. Um, so one day I'm fully dressed up, like um, I had the weekend to myself and my clothes were all out in the, in, the, in the living room or the upstairs area. My makeup was on the bathroom counter. And I was just like walking around, like, you know, trying on different stuff, seeing what I like, taking pictures and all that stuff. And I hear the door open. And I was just like, what's going on? And the door opens and I hear my little sister say, hey, I'm home. I'm just here to do some laundry. Um, and I just, I was just, I, I freaked out. I went straight to my room. And I, I locked the door, and then I thought, "Oh no, all of my stuff is still out there. Oh. Like I, I have, I have my, I have my, my, my makeup out there, and my clothes out there. I can't just hide in my room while she does her laundry because that's going to take like an hour or two, and just you know wait for her to leave, or at least you know take off all my stuff because you know my makeup wipes were still in the bathroom and all that stuff. <laughs> nice. So I was just like. Okay, so my sister's out there right now and outside the door, like you can see like my, my, my stash of clothes and makeup and she's like, hey, what's going on? Where are you? I'm like, okay, don't, don't freak out. Um, I love that you tell her not to freak out, but you're the one clearly freaking out. <laughs> you know, yeah, we, you know, there's a lot of internalized, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, so I, I, I opened the door and there I am completely, you know, completely in femme, wig, makeup, dress. Well, I think I was wearing a, a skirt and a blouse at the time. Uh, oh, or was it shorts? Whatever. Not important to the story. <laughs> um, Martin, girl, don't talk about you don't know what your fashion sense is. No, it's not what you're wearing <laughs> when your sister found out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, I think it was like short shorts and like, um, like, a, like a top. There you go. Um, uh, so like I... I I step out the door and she's just in, standing there with, with her bag of laundry in her hand. And she's like, whoa, okay. I'm like, I, I, so I just don't want you to freak out. This is the, I just like to do this sometimes. And she's like, like, is this like for Comic-Con? Are you like, you know, is this like a cosplay uh, that I don't recognize? And I'm like, no, I just like to dress like this sometimes. And she's like, okay. And then she proceeded to do her laundry, and um, then she kind of left um, without really talking about it much because she was just kind of like confused about it. Um, you know, I, I told her like, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not transgender. 
uh, I'm not gay. You know, I just I just like to dress like this sometimes. She's like, okay, okay, um, sure. I'm gonna do my laundry now. <laughs> right. oh, and so like your was, voice is really good. Sorry, I was just like, what? Sorry, that's upsetting. It's very upsetting. <laughs> that that's another aspect that I think that my I could improve on. But thank you, I really appreciate that. But uh, sorry, how old is your sister at this point? How old is she like? Um, she is twenty six, turning twenty seven. Yeah. So when you told her she was twenty six? No, when I told her at the time, she, I was, I was um. 24 I want to say I was 24 and she was 20 oh she's old enough she should know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this was like you know this was like six years ago mm-hmm. so like you know she had just she was like junior in college or something like that and trying to figure out stuff and where she's like where she's going to work afterwards and all that stuff um, so she had like a whole bunch of stuff on her plate at the time and I didn't really want to bother her with that. So I didn't really talk about it after that, um, until, you know, a bit later where, um, we, we, we did meet up just like one-on-one and, you know, like, I just told her like, I want to talk to you about this. Like, I, I don't want you to get the wrong impression and all that stuff. And, you know, like she was very accepting of it. Um, she, she was like, okay, that's cool. Um, you know, uh, I, I understand, um, you know, you, 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 you do you, you're still, you'll still be my brother, except when you're like this. <laughs> oh, wait, no, you're still your brother. What? what? Oh, you're still her brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I, that's exactly what I mentioned. Um, I'm, 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 I'll still always be your brother. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. Clarify it. Clarify it. Uh, yeah. Have you told anyone else, like who else knows in your family or friends or how did that experience of coming out because that's always important right in a cross-dressers experience or a cross-dressers right is coming out to family members and friends hmm. so my 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 family doesn't really know about like my cross-dressing they just know that i like to cosplay and that i do cosplay as women at times i remember uh during one of my uh like family dinners that we had um like uh it just we just passed comic-con and then i want like i told them like oh yeah i went to comic-con like oh how was it did you cosplay i'm like yeah i did and i had cosplayed as uh uh that was that was the year i went as Zatanna. and so um they're like oh can we see i'm like okay sh- sure and i showed it that and like that's you i'm like yeah that's me wait that's you i'm like yeah and they're like wow how are you so pretty <laughs> and i was just like you know let's let's back on up Every crossdresser lives for validation, right? I know it's, it's some are more vain than others, myself included. Um, <laughs> when they are told they're pretty, when they are told um, they're gorgeous, of course you're going to take a little bit of like, nah, no, not really. But isn't it? Isn't it like? How do you really feel when you're told? Aren't you like super? I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, I love it. Like, I absolutely love when people tell me, like, you know, I, I look good, I'm pretty. Like, I love, I love validation. You know, like. I, I constantly like tease my SO for telling for you know you know keep telling me I'm pretty you know like you don't tell me I'm pretty enough. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Continue, continue. So uh, sorry, you're back in. They saw your photo. Um, sorry. Yeah, and so like you know they just took it as like oh you know that's just the costume. I'm like yeah you know like I, I I didn't want to like really explain to my parents about 
my cross-dressing because it didn't seem like the right time, nor did it really seem like an appropriate thing to kind of let them know. Like if they saw me dressed up as a woman for Comic-Con and they accepted that and they just like were fine with it, then I'm fine with them laying or for them knowing that that's all um, I am. Like, because that's kind of where it is to to me. Like it does feel like I, I, I put on like a, a different persona because that's what cosplay is. It's right, right. costume and play. You play as that person. And so I feel to me that's kind of what uh, my cross-dressing is. It's, you know, I, I, I play Maria. Like it's just a character that is myself as, as well. <laughs> um, so like if they're fine with me like that, then I don't need to tell them that. Um, my older sister, I want to come out to eventually because you know i like she deserves to know um because you know we're really close and um she's no longer stressed about her job um and that was that was the main reason i didn't tell her at the time of course of course and you know with like filipinos and how close families are and how close family ties are um that means everything right i would figure for you guys oh absolutely yeah it's all about family um and you know like uh being a filipino yourself like can you guess what my sister was stressed about her job was she a nurse she is a nurse nice nice me too me too. <laughs> it's either that or you're in the navy right like you're in the navy you're a nurse you're an engineer of some sort yep like the- my mom is a nurse my dad is an engineer see did i just did i just call it dude are you are you my family are you my pin son are you my person? i mean, <laughs> I mean all Filipinos are related, in my opinion. It's true. And then when like, I saw your face, I was like, look, Filipino knows. Like, I clearly sound like this girl. <laughs> um, it is weird because um, let's talk a little bit about Filipino culture, right? Um, in your experience, how is cross-dressing perceived in the Philippines or in the Filipino culture? Like, at all? In, if any, like, change from your masculinity or your femininity, how is that perceived, in, you think, in the culture? I feel like out of all of the cultures out there, um, Asian cultures are way more uh, accommodating to cross-dressing in general. Um, and it's definitely a lot more apparent in the Philippines as well. Um, I, there are a lot of a lot of like beauty pageants where the sole purpose is just like men dressing as women. And we have that in the in the United States as well, but to a lesser degree, like those are televised <laughs> they're televised and they're given rewards like they're given like prizes like yep ten thousand. like the most you'll get is like womenless beauty pageants in high schools and it's like mostly done as a laugh well as right, right. with the philippines it's like oh it's a serious competition you know fully agree and then the um the idea that like oh uh, but it's it's for me i feel like the how the gay population in the philippines is perceived it's almost it's almost accepted, but it's also like kind of rebuked in in a way because of the Catholicism that lies in the Philippines and how much you know the gay community is traditionally seen as like the devil or seen as like not not I don't know not um, conducive to a mother father son daughter you know like the traditional nuclear family I guess I don't know they don't have- right yeah like. It definitely the the the, the Catholicism uh, aspect is definitely in there, and 
the the idea of you know being gay or you know cross-dressing has always been kind of considered a bad thing but what really trumps that honestly is the fact that you know catholics really specifically you know uh uh filipino catholics operate on one uh core value which is love and family of course that's exactly what i'm saying get it girl true 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 (laughs) so like while they may kind of like scoff at um at like you know the gay community um the transgender community if one of their uh sons or daughters came out to them they would accept them in heartbeat because it's like they don't want to give up that family um because like now obviously there's other families and other people that are not going to be accepting of that but you'll get that anywhere but i feel like the majority of the filipino culture would is pretty accepting in that in that regard also filipinos are like they 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 look there's no like a classic looking filipino unless you go into like the jungle and stuff right (laughs) you get like the really dark filipinos but like some are light-skinned some are very like i guess brown skin or whatnot and like Filipinos mm-hmm. encompass the world. Like our greatest export in the Philippines is not rice. It's not like I don't know, like beer. It's like workers, right? And so yep. Filipinos. Yeah. <laughs> you have Filipinos in Minnesota. You have Filipinos in Canada. You have Filipinos in like Bahrain. You have Filipinos in like Australia and you know Europe. And we pretty much because you know we're we're very adaptable because we were conquered by Spaniards. We were conquered by Americans and the Japanese for a little bit. And you know, so English is like our basically almost first language but mm-hmm. we just like fit in there basically and so oh yeah the idea also of uh, assimilation i don't know if you had i think we talk about this too like your parents didn't teach you to speak tagalog right because they wanted you to fit in as like a well American. against their will um that was more of the americans uh education system because when we grew up they were speaking tagalog to us pretty much all day in the uh at our home but um, when we, when we, uh, my sister and I went to preschool, uh, we were talking like we were speaking Tagalog to each other. Oh, nice! And and the teacher like found that like oh no like they're not going to be able to assimilate with the with the other children because they're not talking to anybody else. So we need you to teach them that you know you need to speak English. So don't speak Tagalog to them um, when you're at home. Just speak to them in English, and that you know, consequently made me and my sister forget Tagalog. Damn, damn. Well, does your little sister speak it, or? No, she never spoke it in the beginning. Damn. Well, I kind of relate that to the idea of kind of like gender, too. I I don't bring it all back, but like, you know, if if you don't know anything about it, or if you're not, if you like were forced against your will to never learn about your cross dressing or learn about like gender identity, right? And they told you, you have to be this, you have to be this. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, I don't want to be that. Right. Wouldn't that be a mind fuck too? <laughs> right. Oh, totally. But like the idea of assimilation and that's the idea that I, I want to get at is you have to be this way in order to fit in is such bullshit. <laughs> right. I mean, hundred percent. It, it's important to get by, right. To be able to talk with your common person, but to assimilate so much that you forget your own identity is kind of bullshit, I think. Sorry, I want to 
if you want. No, I totally agree. Like the United States is, has been brought up as a immigrant nation. And what makes us great is that we are a melting pot. Like I could walk down the block, get some amazing, like 100% authentic Caribbean food, mm-hmm. and then walk, uh, you know, a couple a couple blocks to the left and get 100% authentic in, you know, Italian pizza and then keep going. And then I could find myself getting 100% authentic in pho. The idea of like assimilating those people into American culture where then all those food places are just selling burgers and fries is, Ill. like you said, disgusting. <laughs> yeah, ill. And so to do the same thing, I think, for people to do with gender or sexuality or is it's it sucks and i would hope that people i don't know talk about why why we even try to assimilate other than you know because we have to yeah like it's definitely that like people don't like the idea of different gender identities presentations kind of mucking up the status quo but in reality you get just some of the best of the best from it you get people like uh, like James Charles, who is just a phenomenal makeup artist. Like, yeah, their their makeup skills are like second to none. It's and you know, persona, but okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of them. Like, he's kind of, I'm not a big fan. But like, in terms of like this, the skills, like, I can't, I can't, like, I gotta give respect. You know, like, game recognized game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like, you you have all these boys who have been brought up thinking like makeup isn't for them but they find out like hey they're actually really good at makeup and if you try to assimilate them away from that like oh that's only for girls then you end up depriving the world from like a great makeup artist and that goes that goes the same with like anything way back in the day women were only meant to cook in the house right and they can't be cooks uh, in in a restaurant and you know then because of that you like if, if if we continued on that path, we wouldn't get people like Rachel Ray or Martha Stewart or gosh, who's who's a, who's that one chick um, on Chopped? Um, oh yeah, uh, I forget her. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's on like Bobby Flay as well, like Alexandra something. Yeah, yeah, I forget her name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, like you 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 deprive the world of that. We need to have it so that if someone is good at something, you let them be good at something you thought if someone enjoys something you let them enjoy that obviously there's going to be limitations to that because you know if somebody enjoys killing you don't let them enjoy killing. (laughs) yeah i agree so but like if it's not hurting anybody that's the main thing like the majority of people that that bring the cross-dressing community down we're not hurting anybody like we're not imposing our 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 views onto anybody and even if we are, what does that do to a person? That doesn't make them mentally ill. That doesn't make them prone to violence or self-harm or anything like that. So if we enjoy it and it's not hurting anybody, let let us do it. Well, the issue becomes you are hurting them, but you're hurting, not physically, but you're hurting their ideas that they had these preconceived notions of whatever it was, right? Like gender. Oh, oh sex is supposed to be man and woman or gender is supposed to be man and woman. And now you're telling me there's a different gender. Now there's a different word for them. There's they. What's a non-binary? You know, like people are like, what? I don't want to. I don't want to think differently. You know, that's true. <laughs> like, oh god. 
<laughs> oh god it's just it's frustrating it's very frustrating to live in a world where people don't care about others <laughs> oh god i don't know i'm totally sure you're you're experiencing that now in new york right oh yeah but like honestly new york is just kind of in a good spot right now while the rest of the world is burning we're just kind of well more like the rest of the united states we're kind of like in a good spot a lot of people here are wearing masks still where we 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 just had our lowest uh reported hospitalizations of covid since the beginning of the pandemic so you know we're we're doing well the protests are still going strong there was that one moment where some unnamed police officers kidnapped a yeah, eighteen-year-old trans protester, I but that I, you know, I, I, we're, what the hell is happening? That's New York. I was like, that's New York. That's not, that's a that's a Kia Santa. You know, that's a Kia. <laughs> You're like, yeah, man, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, but here's the thing: is that we knew this shit was happening all the time anyway. Um, while everyone was protesting about George Floyd and police brutality, the NYPD has always been a terrible organization. I mean, you know, anything that happens going forward, we we still need to worry about our our fight because the NYPD needs to be completely revamped. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have peaceful protesters being just pulled up from the street like that, that's, that's scary. And like NYPD has always been doing stuff like that. Like the stop and frisk thing way back in the day, that was just straight up racist policy. Like it was just straight up racist policy. And so like we New Yorkers know, like we have a lot of work to do and that, now with the pandemic and people having more time, we're able to actually voice our opinions a lot more and take to the streets a lot, a lot harder. A lot of things people won't talk about is the fact that we have not seen any violent protests or rioting since the first like week. Right. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I want to go on a whole tangent on that, but I, I shouldn't because we can talk about <laughs> it get pretty wild. <laughs> Right, yeah, and it's, it's not quite what this podcast is really about, is it? <laughs> I try to start, start a conversation, but it is important because if, for people who still say all lives matter, and I, we live in Huntington Beach right now, which we're glad we're moving, a lot of people aren't wearing masks, and uh, it's very frustrating that people don't care about the other person. But yeah, anyways, um, the couple things I still want to touch on, I'm going to go back to your sexual identity and stuff. Did you know or were you someone who experimented, like myself, to figure out that you were what you were? Uh, I, I, I definitely, definitely experimented. I never really experimented with a a, 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 a mask presenting male. Um, okay. I, I've experimented with other crossdressers, but in terms of like you know a man, I've never actually tried because whenever I try to look at gay porn, it just doesn't do anything for me. Same. So that's same. Yeah. That's kind of like where I viewed my mm-hmm. sexual identity in terms of like, okay, well, cross that one off the list. <laughs> Same. Uh, I definitely don't view myself as as a hundred percent straight, but in terms of like the uh, the uh, the Kinsey scale. Oh yeah, right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm maybe a one, right? Yeah, maybe a one. Like I have like a slight tendency towards like a very, very slight tendency towards homosexuality because of what uh, we were talking about before, like, you know, cross-dressers that I find attractive and feminine-looking men I find attractive as well. There's, there's, there's some, some in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. Just because, like, a lot of cross-dressers who reach out to me 
want to hear about other people, other crossdressers or trans people's experiences with either crossdressers or other trans persons because they want to know like, and I've talked about this in my episode in several episodes about like finding someone or experimenting and then realizing like, ew, I don't want that or ew, that's something I do like, I want to pursue this. What did it take for you to be like, you know, what? I want to continue with the crossdresser or made you say like, I could see myself, you know, with the fantasy of being with one, but then being like, nah, not really, not for me. Definitely the latter. I did have a sexual, a couple of sexual encounters with, with some crossdressers. You tell. I, <laughs> uh, well, the first one was, uh, I was meeting up with a, another crossdresser who didn't really have the ability to dress because they're they were still living at home and I'm like, Oh, you know, I'd be happy to like, you know, give you a makeover and all that stuff, give you an opportunity to dress because they lived really close by. And I'm like, you know, let me, let me show you, show you the ropes and whatnot. And, you know, one thing led to another and we, you know, started getting a little frisky and I never really found myself a hundred percent attracted during the encounter. Mm-hmm. Like I could tell they were definitely a lot more into me than I was into them. Yeah. So like I, I remember that experience as um, pretty nice, but not something I'd want to pursue again because I don't remember being that like attracted during the time. Interesting, interesting. And then your subsequent experiences, did you have more than one or was it just that one and you were like, I'm good? There was another one that was like, uh, I was sharing a room with a bunch of a bunch of other crossdressers for like a weekend event where you know crossdressers would meet up and um whatnot and we were, i was just sharing a bed with one and you know we started getting frisky again and you know they went down on me and i just really couldn't get into it hmm. and it, that's all it led up to there wasn't anything else more no penetration anywhere else no nope. yeah it was just that yeah i i, I didn't really feel like escalating it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For your, I mean, I don't know if you want to go into this, but for you and your SO, like, what do you guys, because for people who do wonder, like, being in a relationship with someone who presents as, like, a tomboy or someone who does have, how you called it, like, mask, feminine, like, masculine, was it masculine, like, not features, but, like, energy, I think is what we talked about, like, top energy, if you want to explain what that means for the listener. Yeah, sure. Like, my SO is, she's female. But she does mostly present mask in the sense that she wears a lot of like baggy clothes, sometimes male outfits, like I mentioned before. But she also presents femme. She is kind of like me in the way that like when we're just presenting as just our base selves, we're wearing very comfortable stuff like just t-shirts or hoodies and jeans and whatnot. But then when we want to present as like either or, we go 100%. Like when she wants to present masks, she'll be wearing like full on full on suit. Um, when she wants to present femme, she's wearing like a bodycon and full on showing off every curve that she's got. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like the energy she presents, she's definitely much more of like the, the dom in our in our relationship. Like she's she's the one who's taking hold. She like she just that's just her personality. She'll she'll take lead, except when it comes to directions because she doesn't know where she's going all the time. But in in terms of like taking control that's kind of her that's kind of like her uh uh not 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 priority that's her prerogative yeah mo maybe yeah 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 like, like that's 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 where she leads like mm-hmm. you know if she wants something she'll do it and how that translates into bedroom is like you know we'll 
like I'll, I'll definitely definitely initiate like here and there but you know i i let her take reins pretty much the entire time because i i'm i'm much more submissive in that sense and i feel most cross-dressers are not gonna generalize but i feel that the feminine the traditional femininity for at least for me and maybe other cross-dressers maybe yourself is by being feminine it allows yourself to be submissive i don't know if that rings true with you yeah i definitely feel that but i'm kind of submissive uh when i'm mask presenting as well like that's just kind of like how my personality is i'm very soft-spoken i don't really take charge uh, more of a I mean, unless it unless it, the the situation requires it, I'm much more rather be a follower than a leader. I'd rather be like a number two than a number one. So like, while being like presenting femme is inherently submissive to me, some will see presenting female as powerful and dominating and like like a very strong like you know I can take on the world because I'm 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 a woman and. Women don't take shit from anybody. That's a good point. But I am I'm a woman, hear me roar, sort of. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Now is there like role playing that goes on as well in the bedroom, or is it just like you guys just leave it as like she takes charge and you just kinda let it let her do her thing, like you said. That's yeah, pretty much that. We haven't really experimented with that kind of stuff yet. I know we, we probably will in the future, but yeah, no, nothing nothing we're pretty vanilla when it comes down to it. Nice, nice. A lot of from my experience, a lot of people are actually super vanilla and you want to think, especially watching all the porn out there and like going on YouTube and like looking up the stuff, you're like, oh man, everybody's crazy. You know, like this is, but then I realized like, no, everyone's, everyone's just pretty good. <laughs> vanilla. Yep. Pretty much. Um, back to you and your SO. Now, do you guys go out dressed? She dresses as a dude, you dress as a woman and then, or you both dress as women or you both dress as guys like out public. I know you said you kind of back and forth but like have you still gone out in public i mean covid stuff has kind of ruined everything but i don't know if that's still a thing right uh i mean like i mentioned um for the first two months that i was dating her i only presented as uh as female so like i would be going out to you know restaurants to bars movies dressed as maria now she would hover between going mask and casual and femme and it's just kind of like how she feels at the time. And I'm very similar. I don't really know how I'm going to see her every day until I feel that day. You know, that's kind of the definition of gender fluid. You don't really know what gender you're going to feel until you are that day. So we do have like, we do plan like specific femme or mask days where we're both presenting mask or we're both presenting femme. So it's like, you know, on one one night where we're going out to like a whiskey bar, it's like, all right, we'll both present masks and we'll just do like really manly things like drink whiskey and smoke cigars and that stuff. And then another day we'll be like, all right, we'll both present femme, we'll be wearing dresses and then get our nails done, you know. But the majority of the time, we're just kind of going with the flow. Whatever we feel like dressing up, you know, we'll dress up that time. Now, are you public? Like, do you have a Facebook, Instagram account for it? Like, I know you talked about you go to work so times or well i think you had the luxury but i know you said you did halloween a couple times if you want to talk about your halloween experiences is dressing up and then now being okay about dressing up at work but sure like so the first year that i came to my company i had just missed halloween so i knew the year coming towards it i wanted to present fan in my company the first 
time, though, that I presented them to my coworkers was Pride of that year. That ye- wait, was it that year? Or was it the year after? Jeez, I can't remember. I want to say it was that year that I presented them. And then, yeah, so I went to Pride. Um, I didn't go on like the parade uh, route. I just kind of met them afterwards. And then Halloween came. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to sh- do it for everybody. And so I showed up, Agent Peggy Carter. We had a Halloween contest. Um, and I won because, you know, nobody saw me as anything but a woman until I started speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so then after that, I waited another year and another Pride. And then I did another Halloween. And we, like, I won, I won again uh, because for this time, it wasn't because I was just a woman's because I actually went like a full cosplay. I went as black cat. I, you know, nice. I sewed up a, a black cat suit with fur on it, boots and everything, claws and whatnot. So that was a, that was a weird day because like I had to take the claws off to work. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like for that year, I felt better because like my costume, won, not the fact that like, oh, it's a man, it's a girl. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Then shortly afterwards, after like I, you know, people started like understanding, like, oh, this is just you know who you are. I decided to go to to my HR uh, department and ask, like, hey, can I present female at work at random occasions? And they're like, what do you mean by random occasions? Like every other day, every week? I'm like, no, like once a month or so. And like, oh, okay, like, but what, like, what, what, what do you mean by like presenting femme? Like, you know, like, like how I was in Halloween. And they're like, well, you're not like going to be wearing a costume, right? It's like, no, I'm just going to be dressed as a woman. Okay, um, let me ask if that's going to be a problem. And the really the only problem with that ended up coming about that was the fact that we shared our office floor with another company. And so while it would be fine for our company, they weren't sure how the other company would react and they wouldn't have any autonomy over them so couldn't you just ask <laughs> i don't know so it's that wasn't the problem the problem was the fact that we shared bathrooms but then you would just use the girl bathroom why is this what because while we could mention to our employees that i'm presenting as female we can ask all the females if they feel comfortable with that we can't do that with the other company because we don't like I said we don't have any autonomy over them. We don't have any like hold over sure. them. Okay, okay. So we found a we found a, a a good compromise, which was the fact that due to uh, regulations, we had a single person disabled bathroom, which had a key, and that if I ever needed to use the bathroom, I would just ask for the key. I'm like, oh, easy. So your cross dressing makes you disabled. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah that, that I know that that's a whole nother story and whatnot but uh-huh. you know we didn't we didn't want to go that hard into it I knew that I probably wasn't going to be using the bathroom all too much anyway but before I could even do any more of that like COVID hit and we ended up not having an office to go to anyway yeah okay so you end you end up stuck at your own house bathroom yep pretty much I guess I guess. But since but since they gave me the um the okay, I've been actually presenting them at like Zoom meetings every now and again. Yes. Okay, okay. That's what I was also going to ask you. Like, how far do you take your cross dressing? Do you do it every day? You know, some people are like like me. I, I haven't done it since like March because of COVID. Because where am I going? <laughs> and I work as a right. so it's like I wear scrubs. Like you know, you, it's the same thing they're wearing. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't really have like a schedule. It's just whenever I feel like it. I live with um with one roommate and he's like I'm out to him and he's comfortable with it. So depending on when I feel like dressing up, I'll spend the morning to get ready and I'll spend the day as Maria. Gosh, last time I dressed, gosh, was the other day I was trying on a new outfit that I bought. So that was basically it. What was it, by the way, first off? What was it? What was the outfit? It was this uh, skirt and shirt that I bought. Cute, cute. Okay. From where? I'm always interested. Where did you buy it? Uh, I got it from a friend who was uh, selling some of her clothes. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, other than that, yeah, I hadn't really like dressed up out in a while. I think I might be doing it this weekend when I'm, I'm going out with my SO. Um, where are you going? Uh, I think we're just going to go around the park. Yeah, right. Everything's still close. Sorry. Like, yeah, pretty much. The park or outside? Uh, well, um, I'm in Brooklyn, so it'd be Prospect Park. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. Now, um, by dressing up, we're talking like full Maria, right? Not like just wearing panties or just like yep. toenails. And Okay. Yeah, whenever I dress up, I go all out. I very rarely just put on like, like I, I never really underdress. Right. You know, like I never really wear just panties and then male clothes over it or just a bra and male clothes over it. I did used to do that when I worked at a warehouse where I would put on like pantyhose under my under my jeans. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, ever since I started coming out more, yeah, I've just been more free. And so like, because you've had such positive experiences, what do you, what would you tell someone who's, you know, fairly new to the podcast and fairly new to cross-dressing? Like, what do you, you've had like the most positive experiences. So what do you tell them to do? Well, I'm definitely lucky. I definitely have that passing privilege and just like an accepting friend group and family and all that stuff. I live in a city that really no one pays attention to anybody else because they're too busy with their own stuff. But honestly, it really is just confidence. If you're confident in the way that you look, obviously, if you don't feel that you fake it till you make it, just always act like you belong in places, always know that you are a woman. And if anybody ever calls you out, just keep walking. Like you'd be surprised how how often you'll be not catcalled, but like, you know, somebody will give you a little smile or a little flirt because like men are thirsty. <laughs> they are. Yes. They are thirsty. Yes. Yes. I mean, and everything <laughs> so, is so true. So true. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no that, that, that was about it. Just like it's confidence. It doesn't matter really what you like. Obviously don't wear like, you know, prom dresses out if you're just trying to like walk about, you know, um, like I said, like in the beginning, you, you like I bought a bunch of like really flashy dresses, but I'm not wearing those to anything other than the club. Right. But like you know, dress dress for the uh dress for the moment that you're you know or dress for the situation. Like if you're just going out to get a coffee, then you know don't don't go crazy. If you're going out to a club, then yeah, you know, put on that body con. But yeah, it's really it's 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 confidence and really just not giving a fuck. <laughs> I totally agree. And then for you being so lucky to find an SO, like how do you, what do you tell the crossdressers out there, the trans people out there on any, on like what tips can you offer them to finding a potential significant other who accepts them and understands them? So for that, I would definitely say that I was lucky again and that I just kind of, I bumbled my way into this relationship. Like I could not believe that I found somebody who accepted me as Maria first and foremost before anything. But when it comes to finding a person who accepts you, it's all about communication. You don't want to leave out your cross-dressing to your SO until the day of your wedding. You know, you want to... 30 years into a relationship, yeah. Yeah. Like, obviously, when you tell them that, 
depends on how important cross-dressing is on your life. Like if you're like me who dresses whenever they feel like it, then that's why I told them pretty much right from the beginning. If it's like, oh, you know, you underdress or you dress every now and again, and, you know, you're not really all into like getting the whole makeup and things like that, then, you know, maybe wait for the right time to tell them about that in the bedroom or something or when when you're having a serious conversation of where you guys see yourself in the future. But yeah, it's all about communication. It's all about being honest with each other and and just kind of setting boundaries. Yes. Yes to everything you've said in the past couple hours. You are an amazing (laughs) guest. Also, by the way, you're Filipino. It's like super happy (laughs) to have found you. You found me. You also look hot as shit in all your photos. Like it's very upsetting. I've told you already. I was very upset when you showed me Instagram (laughs) when you showed me your photos. Are do you have any photos with your significant other? Like I don't know if you guys like Maria. Uh, yeah, there are definitely photos of us at um at Comic Con. Oh man, what a what, what a unicorn! The gold, <laughs> so hard to find, so hard to find, so hard to find. Tell me, is she Filipino or is she white or is she like Hispanic? Is she? She is Polish, Italian, and Jewish. See, she's already mixed. See, there you go. She's already gotten all the <laughs> all the all the discrimination already. See, so that's how. Dang. Super lucky of you. Well, I don't want to take too much of your time. And I don't know if you heard the podcast, but I usually end my podcast episodes with with the question of, in a perfect world of cross-dressing, now sexuality and gender, what does that look like to Maria? What does it look like to you? In a perfect world, it would be that anybody who feels like they want to wear or put on makeup will be able to do so. And it doesn't matter how they present, if they're fully female or they're just like got short hair wearing jeans and a t-shirt and then full on face or if they're got no makeup whatsoever but then just a nice floral dress that's my perfect world that anybody could walk out and feel comfortable to not get harassed like the way that they're presenting yes yes everything everything you've said girl you are goals by the way every time i (laughs) thank you still upset well thank you for being on the podcast sorry for taking up your time it's like no, no, thank you for having me. This was this was great talking to you and I, I love the the topics that we went through. Yeah, it's it's fairly good. And and I I used to have like a prompt on what I would ask the you know my first couple of guests, but now that like I'm in in the mix of things and still trying kind of understanding who my guests are and like like I can, I know what questions to ask you. You're basically me, but hotter. So <laughs> <laughs> Well I'm doing a lot of new things and I'm so I'm so happy you love the podcast. Do you wanna like um, give shout outs to anything, your Instagram or Facebook, like, are you that kind of person who needs like, not validation, but who wants people's like, do you have anything you want to like, recommend or anything? Or I don't really want to shout out my Instagram, because I don't really post on there that often. But if you want to, you know, come give me a follow, I post very, very, very rarely at Vanellope Cruz. Yeah, uh, uh, you'll see maybe one selfie every four months or something. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you're not vain at all. Not vain. um yeah um another another i would like to definitely shout out the cross-dressing discord um it's where i've met a lot of friends it's where i met you it's one of the most welcoming communities and it's got a lot of resources and people to talk to about the same things that you're going through it's just a wonderful community and then finally definitely if you haven't checked it out check out the gender fun blog by uh amnesia sparkles they update monthly and like i said they're one of the best voices of the community 
And like I've asked her to be on the podcast and she said yes, but I know how busy I'm sure they I've asked them to be on the podcast, but they're super busy and I get that. But eventually I would love to have them on the podcast whenever they're available. But oh, absolutely. Like the the things that I've talked about, I'm sure that they, they talk about in ad nauseum and with much, much better experience or no, much more experience and better vocabulary. I don't know, girl, you pretty much had the vernacular to talk me and talk me out of a dictionary so <laughs> you, you well more, more more so she has they, they have better dictation i don't know you sounded perfectly fine so but uh anything else you might say other than i don't know how if you like the podcast or if you want to do a little like clip of i don't know anything or no i mean we pretty much talked um about everything that we wanted to talk about um yeah, just thank you for having me on the podcast. Like, I really appreciate what you're doing with the uh, community and, you know, giving a voice to all of us. Yes, yes, of course, of course. Well, thank you. Um, you know, if anything changes in your life and you want to come on the, back on the podcast, uh, people will want to hear it. I do. I do. If you got, you know, if things develop more in your relationship with your uh, significant other, because uh, if <laughs> it doesn't, I'm sure there's like a billion other people who want to jump on and meet this girl. <laughs> but oh absolutely keep her keep her keep her girl she's a like a like a needle in the haystack a very big haystack oh yeah (laughs) but yeah well thank you so much enjoy the rest of your night all right we'll do thank you so much all right have a good night you too all right bye Bye -bye. and finally the miscellany yes and that was the conclusion of my curious conversations with maria Maria had such a wonderful story that I hope you found something you could relate to as she talked about a variety of topics in both part one and part two. My next Kiryas conversation will be up in two weeks with another crossdresser by the name of Veronica, and that will also be split into two parts, so stay tuned for that. But that's all for this week, and don't forget, next week, I will answer the question of the month with everyone's responses on the question of what is your style. If you haven't answered yet, you still can, Please send me your answers. Again, email me Giselle at crossyaspodcast.com or tweet me at crossyas or DM me on Instagram at crossyaspodcast. Hope you guys have an awesome Halloween. Hope your costumes are amazing and I hope you're still wearing your mask. Again, wash your hands, stay six feet away from everyone and if you're a U.S. citizen who is age 18 and older, please vote. Vote, vote, vote. Please vote. It's important and encourage everyone you know who is eligible to vote to do so. I will release an episode next Wednesday on November 4th. However, it will really depend on the election results on Tuesday, November 3rd. Just because here in America, oh well, a lot rides on what happens on November 3rd. And we'll just have to wait and see how I feel that night. But as for this week, that's all. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you didn't know, I love you. Yes, you the cross, yas, listener. Stuck this out. You've stuck, you've stuck 69 episodes out with hearing my voice. And I have to commend you and really thank you for your support because, you know, you can listen to a bunch of other stuff, but hey, you chose me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're a wonderful human being and I can't say enough, but thank you for being here. And that's it. And as always, keep it fresh. Stay blessed. And remember, you're gorgeous. Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story. 
to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more.